And like Craig Kerlop said best, getting into a property is way more important than hitting a home run. So even though I started out in the fixer upper with my first house hack, I think it's best just to get in, just to do it, just to start it, just to live for free. So if that means moving into a move-in ready like Drew did, like so many other people did, like Craig Kerlop did, just do it. Find yourself a move-in ready that you can live for free or come close and you're winning, man. You're on your way. Welcome to the House Hacking Success Podcast, where you'll learn the path to free rent and financial freedom through real estate. Featuring your hosts, Brad Labrie and Drew Klingler. Hey, everyone. Real quick before we start the show, Brad wrote an amazing ebook that will teach you everything you need to know about house hacking and living rent free. To get a free copy, text house hack, all one word, to 22828. That's house hack, all one word, to 22828 to get your free copy. Welcome to House Hacking Success. I'm your host, Bradley Labrie. We've had a great week this week here at House Hacking Success. We had Craig Curlop on this week, which was an incredible show. If you haven't listened to it, go back, listen to episode 21. Just phenomenal. I mean, he talked about so many incredible points, so many things you should understand what you're getting into, whether you've done one property, whether you've owned your own property before, or whether you're a complete newbie, you're going to pick up so much from that episode. I mean, I know I did as well. Craig is just a, a true joy to talk to. He's so knowledgeable. He's one of the very true integrity-based entrepreneurs out there, which are very hard to come by. His book was incredible, The House Hacking Strategy. Bigger Pockets published it. He's a Bigger Pockets author. He works for Bigger Pockets. Just an incredible, incredible head he's got on his shoulder. Incredibly knowledgeable as well. So you're going to pick up a lot from that show. But today's show is also incredibly important. I'm going to tell you why, because it's one of the most important decisions that you as a house hacker are going to make. Okay, and that is should you move into a fixer upper property? Will you move into it and it needs some renovations done? Maybe maybe it's cosmetic, maybe you know, maybe it's flooring and paint and things of that nature. Or maybe you need more uh, capital expenditure on some of the big things, right? Like roof, like exterior maintenance, right? Siding, things of that nature. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe furnace or hot water heaters or all the other components to go into a property, right? You have a little bit more risk when you do a fixer-upper. But with risk comes reward, all right? When you do a fixer-upper property, your number is going to be way better, right? For instance, I did a huge renovation on a four-unit, right? And so I went from, in my market, generally a 1% rule, which for those that are unfamiliar with the 1% rule, 1% rule just states that 1% of the purchase price generally should be your monthly rent you should receive, right? So if you buy a $100,000 property, you'll get $1,000 in rent. That's just that's just a, a rule of thumb that some people use, right? $200,000 property, $2,000 a month, okay? I went from a 1%, which is pretty typical in my market, to a 3% rule because I did a big renovation, right? So with risk comes a reward, all right? And so we're going to talk about that. But then there's also pros to move in ready. A lot of good friends of mine, including Drew, who's the co-host of this podcast, right? He did a move-in ready. So there's so many legitimate reasons why you should do one or the other. I just want to present those to you so you can decide which one it is that you want to do. All right, so before we get into it, if you guys get any value from our podcast, we just would really appreciate if you could go and rate and review our podcast. It just helps us reach more people and spread the word on house hacking. We would genuinely appreciate that. All right, so let's jump right into it. 
Move-in ready versus fixer-upper, what is better for you? Because that's the true question, right? It doesn't matter what's better for me. It doesn't matter what's better for Drew. It doesn't matter what's better for Craig Kerlop or all the other people we've had on the show that have done one or the other. It's what's best for you. And I'm going to explain both sides and you come to the conclusion. Because Craig Kerlop said it best the other day. He was in progression, right? His first place he bought a duplex was move-in ready. He didn't need to do any work to it. His second one, right, he basically, you know, rearranged the property, um, you know, added a lot of value to it. His third one, he took it a step further and did even a bigger uh, renovation to it. And then, you know, his his next place was in Jacksonville. He did a huge bird to it, even though it didn't go as planned, right? He progressively took on bigger and bigger fixer-upper properties, but he started with that move-in ready. And in that show, he talks a lot about the psychology behind it and why he believes you should do a move-in ready. Um, so we're going to talk to both of those. Okay. So let's first talk about move in ready. What are some of the key points and the benefits to doing a move in ready? First of all, there's less to worry about. When you buy a property like this, you're already going to have a lot coming at you. You're going to learn on the fly, right? And you can focus on being a landlord if you're move in ready, right? Because there's a lot of parts to it. You have to screen tenants. Probably the first time you've ever done that. You have to write up a lease. Right. You have to you have to verify, you know, there's a lot that goes into the tenants. Let's back up. There's a lot that goes into tenants. You have to verify income. You have to verify all their, you know, previous landlords, talk to them, previous employers, um, figure out character. Right. Do a background check. See if they have a criminal history, anything else. Right. There's a lot that goes into that. A lot of pressure. Right. You're already trying to scramble and, and figure all that out. Right. So when you buy a move in ready property, you you get to zero in on that. And there's a lot of benefit to that. Okay, so those are the first two key points, right? That there's less to worry about and you can focus 100% on being a landlord instead of taking out a renovation and being a landlord at the same time. The next one is there's less chance of something going wrong. Not a zero chance, but if you find a property that's structurally sound, move in ready, they did a little bit of the, or most of the renovations, however you however you find the property, there's probably a good chance that you're not gonna have immediate problems with the property. You're probably not going to show up and the heat furnace goes out, hopefully, right? You do an inspection, your inspector verifies that the heater, you know, the furnaces um, both work, that the water heaters work, right? You're He's going to do a lot of that groundwork for you. He's going to tell you what's wrong, what isn't wrong, the inspector is. So you're going to have a pretty good idea going into the property if it really is moving ready or if you're going to have to do some work to it, right? So there's another one. Uh, and that leads into the less repairs generally needed. Okay, you're probably not going to have to do a ton of repairs, probably minor stuff, right? Some maintenance work, but you're probably not going to do some of the capital expenditures like roofs, um, you know, siding, um, you know, some of the interior big stuff, right? A lot of that stuff probably won't need to be done if it's a true move-in ready property. So that is a pro to it. Another big one to think about is if you get a move-in ready property, you're going to have less time taken away from your family or your job, right? If you work full-time like we do, right? Or if you have a family, if you have kids, right? You're not going to have that much time taken away from you doing all these big renovations. So it's just something to consider uh, when you decide to go down this journey in a move-in ready property. The other one is you're probably going to come pretty close to living for free, right? If you find a good move-in property, you could probably come pretty close, maybe not all the way, but maybe just a, a few hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars, maybe even a hundred dollars, from living for free after you pay for everything on the property. That's huge. In some markets, I mean, that's just, 
you know, phenomenal. Um, and so move in ready, you can still find those. You can still move into good markets and almost live for free, which is amazing. Let's transition now to the pros of fixer uppers. All right. And so this is kind of like a pros and cons list by looking at the other ones, right? If you, if you have less to worry about in a move in ready, that's not going to be the case in fixer upper, right? So they're both pros and cons for each other. So fixer upper, you're going to add equity. You have the ability to add a lot of equity, depending on how much of a renovation you want to take on, all right? But fixer-uppers can be incredibly unique because you can go from putting 3% down in a property in you know a highly competitive market to, go, to having 20 or more percent equity without needing your own money, with just doing some sweat equity into the process, into the property, and adding value, right? So that's huge. I mean, that's a ton of money. That you now have access to, right? With a home equity line of credit, or uh, you can actually refinance and pull some of that money out. Like you can do whatever you want at that point. You now have this money that you can add to your future, right? It's equity. You can do whatever you want with it. You can pay off the property early, right? If that's a goal of yours, great. You added 20%. Now you just pay down the loan, right? A great way to do that. Um, the other thing is better cash flow numbers, way better cash flow numbers, all right? So for instance, on my property that I talked about earlier, right? I went from 1% rule to a 3% rule just by doing a major renovation. Now, it, it came with some headaches, right? I had, to, I had to be the property manager and the project manager of this property, get contractors there, right? All that. There's a lot of overhead, a lot of things that goes on. I did a lot of the work too, right? Um, but you get way better cash flow numbers generally if you do a, a fixer-upper, Right, you may have more money invested, maybe, maybe not. I mean, there's loans like the 203k, uh, Fannie Mae Homestyle loan, VA has a renovation loan. There's a lot of renovation loans, right? That you don't need to bring your own money for the renovation. But that's besides the point. You get better cash flow numbers regardless. Also, you generally get paid to live there if you do a fixer upper, which is huge, right? If you live in the property and you actually make more money than all the expenses on it while you're living there, I mean, that's crazy. That's awesome. Right. And sometimes, you know, on a duplex, uh, you might just break even. Right. Maybe you make a little bit, but you might just break even at that point. But on a three unit, a four unit, almost every time you're going to probably cash flow. Right. Which is awesome while you live there. And then when you move out, now your cash flow numbers are huge. Right. The other one is you're going to have less maintenance generally. Why is that? Because you take care of all the big things when you're doing the renovation, right? Uh, maybe you update the water heaters, um, you know, maybe the furnaces you, you either have serviced or uh, you put in new ones, whatever it is. Like you take care of all the big things when you're doing the renovation. And for the most part, you're not going to have those maintenance issues, right? I bought that four unit and I don't have any big maintenance issues, right? Just minor things that come up, uh, but nothing huge because I took care of all the big issues when I did the renovation. And like we talked about earlier, you don't have to pay down the 20%, right? You or your tenants don't have to pay it down generally, right? You're increasing equity position, right? You're going from 3.5% if you use an FHA to what, however much equity you add to it, right? Which is just a phenomenal, I mean, just that one concept alone can change your life, right? The fact when you find out you can put that little down and actually instead of actually using cash, you can just do sweat equity or bring in contractors or whatever it is to add that spread and create a nice equity position. So when markets fluctuate, guess what? If the market goes down, you know, 15% and you have 20% equity, you, you're not underwater like everyone else, right? That's what happened in 08. That's why everyone lost their house. That's why people turned in their keys, right? Because they didn't have enough equity to cover the market downturn, right? And they were underwater and they said, forget it. And they tossed in the keys, right? Uh, that happened a lot. 
So just something to think about, right? If you add equity and market drops, it doesn't matter. Your property is probably still cash flowing. You're going to weather it, right? And everything's going to be okay. That's another one. And then, and then the last one for fixer upper is that you learn so much, right? I've never been somebody that has been great with swinging a hammer, but just by doing some of my own renovations, I've learned so much. And there's so many resources out there, right? I mean, YouTube, you can YouTube anything, right? People will say all the time, well, what happens if a toilet breaks? YouTube it. If you don't, you know, if you don't want to hire a handyman to do it or just, or find good handyman, talk to your realtor, talk to local investors, right? They all know the handyman. Uh, and they're going to give you good, you know, good sources. And they're going to come out for a couple hundred bucks and replace your toilet or whatever it is, right? So, again, there's pros and there's cons to each, but it's an incredibly, incredibly important decision to make, right? Which one do you really want? Which one is going to suit your needs better? And like Craig Curlop said best, getting into a property is way more important than hitting a home run. So even though I started out in the fixer upper with my first house hack, I think it's best just to get in, just to do it, just to start it, just to live for free, right? So if that means moving into a move-in ready like Drew did, like so many other people did, like Craig Curlop did, just do it. Find yourself a move-in ready that you can live for free or come close and you're winning, man. You're on your way, all right? So you guys have a great day. Again, if you wouldn't mind going and rating and reviewing our podcast, we would really, really appreciate that. It just helps us spread the word, reach more people, and develop this community because we genuinely, genuinely appreciate your questions because, again, we're doing this Ask House Hacking Success series, right? So we want your questions as well. If you have more questions, DM us, email us, whatever it is, just reach out to us, ask us your questions. We're going to answer them for you because we really, truly want to get to the bottom of what is holding you back from house hacking. So you guys have a great day. Hey, everyone. Brad wrote an amazing ebook that will teach you everything you need to know about house hacking and living rent-free. To get a free copy, text HouseHack, all one word, to 22828. That's HouseHack, all one word, to 22828 to get your free copy.